on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Bouncer hit fair to first. Knocked down by Hero. Picks and throws in time. And this one is over. Nicely done by Keston Hero. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Foley. The Brewers complete the series sweep of Colorado. They win today by a 5-0 score. Good pitching performance from Eric Lauer in the bullpen. Uh, They did enough from a hitting perspective. The five runs on seven hits, a nice day for Keston Hira. He collects two hits. He's the only player in the lineup with more than one hit today. Has a home run, and the Brewers come away with a 5-0 victory. Welcome into the program. We are live at American Family Field. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We've got you till uh, 6 o'clock as uh, we'll take you for the next hour and six minutes as uh, we are just finishing up part one of our big sports doubleheader today here on WTMJ as we will have uh, Bucks basketball coming up this evening with coverage set to begin at 7 o'clock for Easter Conference uh, Finals game number three between the Bucks and the Hawks. But we're talking all Brewers between now and 6 o'clock. And, Augie, this is, this is just kind of a complete game for the Brewers. They do just about everything well, and they come away with a nice win. Yeah, we've been talking lately how this ball club has gone out and playing really quality games, and it's so important when you look at where they are and who they're playing. And, you know, we know that they have 16 or 15 more games left until All-Star break that they really have to go out until also break and play some good baseball. But we've noticed that. They went through a little time there where they struggled in Colorado a little bit and before that against Cincinnati. But other than that, they've been putting up good ball games and I really like what Eric Lauer's been doing he's been throwing the ball very well we're talking about this pitching staff we're talking about the three main guys with Eddie Peralta, with Peralta and, and Woody and Corbin Burns but I'll tell you what the other two guys are really throwing the ball well today was Eric Lauer yeah so and you look at Lauer's day specifically and we'll get into this a little bit more after the news at the top of the hour but you got to give him a lot of credit because he had a tough second and he threw a ton of of pitches, and he looked like a guy that was not going to be long for this ball game. And uh, it was it was amazing that he got out of that inning without any run scoring. And I think it's even more remarkable that he finds a way to throw six innings after that second inning. When that inning was going on, it, it kind of felt like this game was on the brink of going very much in the wrong direction. I agree with you. I think in that six, second inning, I think I really like what he did. He stuck to his game plan and really pitched down in the zone. He got got a couple of close. Uh, pitches that were called balls, but he stayed to his game plan and was able to get through that that inning with, uh, unscathed and not giving up any runs. So a really good time of the game for him to go out and get himself a little bit trouble, bail himself out, and then after that I thought he was very, very good. Uh, and you talk about Eric Lauer. I think one thing you do is when you go to that six-man rotation, which they kind of are right now, that extra day you get rest is so important to a starting pitcher because when you go through your routine – between your starts, you can actually work on things. You can take game, take things from your last start and work on them, go through situations. And I think whether you're working with a guy like Eric Lauer who's taking the 
big step this year. I think that really works out well for him. Again, we are taking you until 6 o'clock this evening. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Accident Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Between now and 6 o'clock, uh, we'll take your phone calls, we'll take your text messages, we'll talk about Eric Lauer, we'll talk about Castanero, we'll talk about the, about the Brewers, what they did uh, over this last month, where they played a lot of teams with lesser records, and the job was to go out and beat those teams, and they end up doing it. How important is this going to be for this team moving forward? We'll look forward to a huge Cubs series that's beginning tomorrow. We'll hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. Uh, we'll go back to the game with the highlights. We have a lot to do between now and 6 o'clock, but first the news, which begins in two minutes, and we're back after that here on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Gira has looked better. Putting the ball in play more. A lot of hard contact. And here's some hard contact out to left center field. That ball is back and gone for Keston Hira. Good to see Keston Hira hit a home run. He's got a home run, what, in two of three games? Could have had one in Arizona if they wouldn't have been playing in that ballpark. Uh, so he is clearly looking much better uh, here since he has returned. Uh, you still see him a strikeout on occasion, but if he's hitting home runs, if he's getting extra base hits, in fact, uh, it's his first game of the year with multiple extra base hits, his three RBIs matching a season high, also at three RBIs on April 10th at St. Louis. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Alongside former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, I'm Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, you can do so, 855 620. That's 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, meaning you can call or you can text. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's grab a phone call. Terry is in uh, Rothschild. Hey, Terry, thanks for uh, holding on. You're on WTMJ. Thanks, guys. I thought today was just about a perfect day. Keston's uh, hitting a shutout. The weather was beautiful. The Brewers are doing a great job. The bobbleheads. And then there was only a 25,000-person turnout today. Uh, what's your thoughts? Is it just going to take a while for fans to start coming back, or what, what do you think the deal is? Yeah, I appreciate it, Terry. I, so we'll get in kind of the business of sports a little bit here. Um, you draw a lot of your attendance in the course of the year by selling groups. That is a, that is a huge part of of the sports business, especially when it comes to baseball. You could probably go to any Major League Baseball website and go to their career opportunities, and there's probably a group sales representative job available. Selling groups is the lifeblood of sports, and especially baseball, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball. And with the pandemic this year, there were no group sales during the off season. All the youth groups, all the church groups, all the uh, Kiwanis clubs, like all the people who, you know, every year get their groups together and come out, those weren't being sold. And now it's 100% capacity, and I'm sure uh, the Brewers folks are doing everything that they can to try to go back in and get some of those things uh, filled up for the year. But you're more often than not, you're not going to fill up a ballpark just on single-game tickets, people just buying them. Groups is really the lifeblood. There are some days, you know, an opening day and things like that, you're going to get enough without needing groups. But for the most part, it is groups. So I, I, I thought it was a fine crowd today. I wasn't bothered by it. And there is, I think there's still people out there, and, and this is – 
There's people out there who are not comfortable going out in groups right now. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. We're coming out of it. It's getting more and more normal on an everyday basis. It feels more normal. For me, I like walking into the ballpark and not seeing people wear masks because it just makes me feel like uh, there's normalcy, not that there's anything wrong with wearing masks. It's It's starting to kind of go away for me that what we've been through over the last year and a half, that's the point that I'm trying to make here, but yeah, I think that's more than anything. There's, they're trying to catch up, and they're, they're, you know you had you had six months of sales season that was just wiped away that they're trying to make up now. Yeah, I think the crowds have been good. Yeah, you know when you really think about it, and, and groups are big, and it's going to take some time. You just don't say a month ago that hey, all of a sudden we're going to have a hundred percent capacity, and then everybody's going to you know rush to the ballpark in groups. It's going to take a little bit of time, and this ball club, the way it's playing now, they're they're energetic, they're fun to watch. The crowd was alive today. Each time I've been here, been here since uh, since even partially full, it's been alive. So I just think it's going to take some time. Bucks playing tonight has something to do with it. I think maybe a little bit, but you know, it's just going to take some time. I think you hit it right on the head. Groups are what what fill ballparks, and groups are what Wisconsin's made of. And everywhere you come from outside of Milwaukee, it's usually a group. It's a busload of people. Yep. And, and I think I agree with you. I think once you get a little bit closer through this All-Star break, the next 15, 17 days, I think the second half of the season, it's going to be you're going to see some really great crowds, and people are going to want to come to see the Brewers play because they know when they come to Miller Park, they're going to see baseball. And on that note, tick, a good number of tickets are available for these next three games against yes, the Cubs. Are. It's a it's a battle for first place. It's annoying how many Cubs fans can get into this ballpark uh, sometimes. Right. I don't like it. There's a lot of people who don't like it. So Brewers fans listening to this right now, if you're on the fence, there are tickets available. Uh, if you haven't come out to the game yet and you're thinking, okay, maybe it's time to get in the ballpark for the first time, maybe do it over the next few days and take some seats away from uh, potential Cubs fans who make their way in. Because uh, it's a very odd thing because Cubs fans at Wrigley Field – tend to be nice people, but Cubs fans who walk into this ballpark tend to be just the biggest <laughs> jerks in the history of mankind. I've dealt with it personally, and I know making a broad statement like that is not fair, and there are many Cubs fans who walk into this ballpark who are perfectly nice people and everything, but the bad apples represent you all, and it's annoying. I'm just telling you, it is annoying. You know, it's been fun, though. You, you know, they bring a lot of people here, and it is loud. It's loud for both clubs. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see down in Wrigley, we're, the, the Brewer fans, they, they go there and they, they do their thing, and we're, we're hearing, we are hearing them down in Wrigley Field. But, you know, it would be great. I think, like you said, though, I think it's all about, about getting, getting used to having big crowds in a small area, getting that comfort level, and I think it's groups. I think you're going to see a lot of groups second half of the year. Everybody wants to come see this Brewer ball club play. They're fun to watch. They've got some really great things that they're doing, and I think that's going to be, that's going to be the impetus to get more people in this fast. I think you also need to think about the, um, the, the size of market and also the overall general region in which this team pulls their attendance in from, especially when it comes to weekends. In a normal year, think about all the people that are coming in for the weekend from western Wisconsin, from, from the northern part of the state, and they're all coming in, um, and it's, it, it's, it, it takes some planning. You know, If you're a family of four and you're going to come in for two or three days and you're living four hours west of here, you're going to get a hotel, you're going to do 
all this stuff. For for a lot of people, that's not something that you can just do at a spur of the moment. You got to think through that stuff. Maybe you're going to take off work on the you know the second half of your Friday, things like that. And so that's that's another thing where if tickets go on sale in you know January or February, whenever they normally go on sale, you can key in on some of those weekends that you want to do that as a family. Again, now it's something that's all kind of being put together at the last second. Yeah, I did a golf outing, a charity golf outing in northwestern Wisconsin, and some of the people were talking about you know how they're how you just can't you can't get the group it just it takes a little bit of time but they're looking forward to the the end of july or august or when you get in september of bringing their groups down and and enjoying the brewers because they know they're going to play baseball in the dome in miller uh miller american family field oh you almost yeah. did it Woo! put it put a dollar in the boy, jar it, uh, <laughs> for me it should be five dollars i think matt but uh you know get them over to american family field here and i think you're going to see a lot the second half of the season yeah i think so as well eight five five six one six one six twenty eight five five six one six one six twenty the acunet mortgage talk and text line you could tweet in as well at Matt Pauley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air, if you uh, want to join us. We'll lock back into uh, what happened in this game today. It was quite the game for the Brewers. They win by a 5 nothing score. They sweep the Rockies and they wrap up pretty much a straight month of playing teams that were below 500 when that month began. We need to put a little you know, asterisk next to that because the Reds did get above 500 during that period, but when the period began, everybody was below 500. It was uh, quite the run for this team as they are continuing to play some pretty good baseball. We're back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Long look. Here he comes and that one is lined to center. Get down, ball. Base hit. So with two strikes, Urias delivers. Solid base hit. Career high now. Ten straight games for Luis Urias. Brewers get a 5-0 win to finish the series sweep of the Rockies. And uh, the Brewers are in very good position right now. They are at a high watermark for the season. They are a season-high 12 games over 500. They had been 11 games over 500 on two separate occasions. They get to 12 games over uh, 500, and uh, they, uh, yeah, they're, they're playing good baseball. They did what they were supposed to do. My name is Matt Pauley. That's former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine joining us. If you want to be here as well, you can uh, do so by calling or texting into the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620 or tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T. P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Augie, they finish this period at 20 and 8, 12 games over 500 against, uh, and that includes getting swept in a series by the Cincinnati Reds. That's so right. if you, if we, if we want to just pretend that series never even happened, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a 20 and 5 record, uh, but 20 and 8, that's, I, I don't care who you're playing. These are all Major League Baseball teams. That's a fantastic record. It is the way they play. And, you know, you got a couple times when you sweep, you get to sweep here with Colorado this weekend. It's so big, but, you know, when you look out, it's, it still comes back to winning a series. You know, if you, you ask Craig Council what he'd want to do, you're playing teams. They, these are all major league teams. It still goes to the to the point where you want to win series, and that's what they've been doing. They've been going on playing. Like we said, Cincinnati played them tough. Colorado played them tough in Colorado, but they have gone out and played really good baseball, getting getting big base hits when they wanted to. They've been scoring late in the ball game. Yeah, you see them not only scoring early in the ball game. Colton Wong has done an excellent job. We talked about him yesterday, but late in the ball game now they're starting to score some runs, and that's really good to see. Got a text message from Andrew on the Acunet Mortgage Talking Text line. How hard is it going to be for the 
Cubs playing a West Coast late game. Will they fly to Milwaukee tonight or tomorrow, and does that affect a club for the game tomorrow? I'm not 100% aware of their travel plans, but I would be pretty sure that they'll get done with the game tonight and they'll immediately get on the charter and get to Milwaukee as quick as they possibly can and get into uh, get into the hotel. There's a good chance that they have sent Kyle Hendricks ahead, that he, he could already be in Milwaukee right now. P- teams do that fairly often with their next day starting pitcher when it's a night game uh, and then a- another night game on, a- on his long travel day ahead. So that could, uh, that could be the case. I don't know how much it's going to affect you. You know what I always heard? You would know better than than I would know, Augie, but I'll say what players have told me a lot. I've always heard from players on that quick turnaround on travel, it's not that day where you feel affected. It's the next day where you feel affected. Is that right? You're right on the head. It it is. It it just seems like, you know, you you get in, you get that quick rest, you go to ballpark and you just play. But then it's that next day. It's just that layover. And then all of a sudden you you try to get in a routine of being back in the time zone or wherever. I always always felt that it was that second day where we felt a little lethargic. Yeah. And that, but it, they're going to get in. It's going to be this morning sometime, no doubt about it. They're playing a la- later game out in L.A., and the Cubs will get in. But uh, I, I agree with you. I think the whole time I played, I remember going in. I never liked to go ahead, and, to be honest with you, but it is that second day. I uh, I remember when I was working in the minor leagues, I had known some guys on a, on a visiting team that was coming in from a from an earlier stop I had, and they played a night game. And then they they traveled in. It was a tough travel day getting in, and it was a night game. But then the next day was a day game, which oh. which was allowed by league rules because yeah. the league rules said they couldn't have played a day game that next day coming in on a travel day. But there was nothing that said they couldn't play the day game. Those guys were so upset because that second day is the day where you're just really dragging, and then to have a day game on that day, I can't tell you the grief that I was hearing because people were connecting me with the club that I was working for. They hated the day game. I would, I would too. I, I think it's that next day. You just got to get back. You know, getting getting back to time zones. Or I have something to do with it, but but still. You know, coming in that first day, you're just, you know, you're just going through your routine. You get in late, you know, you've done it before, but then you're there for that period of time, three or four days, whatever it is. And it's that second day that really comes in, has a little bit of an effect on you. Doug texting in the program. Now let's get over that five-game winning streak hump. Always seems to end there and really put some space between the Brewers and the Cubs. It is kind of odd that uh, the Brewers have won five games in a row multiple times this year, but they have uh, not yet uh, won six games in a row. They've been able to put together five-game winning streaks, but at the end of the day, they've got multiple five-game winning streaks. You'll take it. You'll 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 take it. <laughs> anytime, anytime yeah. you can win five in a row, you're doing well. But you know, you go on streaks, and we always talk about teams that that have a chance to get in the playoffs, or you get. Close Close to the playoffs, you want to go on that streak. If you can win six, seven, eight games in a row, it really makes a big difference. But the Brewers are playing well right now, and they're swinging the bat. They're doing the things they have to do. Winning series, they got 16 or 15 games left till the till the All Star break. It's going. Let's play good, solid games for these 15 before the All Star break. Keston here had a really nice day today, especially at the plate. One game doesn't make a season, but he's he's clearly trending in the right direction. What what can we say? What like kind of all encompassing statement can we make about Keston here at this point? We'll discuss that next as Brewers extra innings continues in just a moment. Live at American Family Field on WTMJ. It's Brewers extra innings with Matt Foley. Urias, the runner at first, and the pitch runner holding, swinging a drive right center and deep. 
get the 5 nothing win, knocking off the Rockies, sweeping the series. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings. That's former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Augie, I always, um, I always pump the brakes when it comes to getting really excited about somebody based off one game or just based off a few games. But the, the bottom line is we know that Keston Hira can be an elite major league hitter. We know it's in there. Um, he hasn't done it this year, and now the Brewers are in a spot where they really need it because Daniel Vogelback's not going to be available for the next six weeks. We have seen him really look a lot better today. He hits the home run. The double to me was almost more impressive because the approach that he takes, going the other way, dropping it into the gap. Uh, you, hit the, the home run swing was fine, and I'm not trying to dismiss it, but when I want to see Keston here the complete hitter, and I got more excited, honestly, about that double. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The home run yesterday, the home run today, pitches middle plate, up over in the middle of the plate, balls that you can get to real quick and drive out of the ballpark. He did what he was supposed to do, and it was great to see. I, 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 that for him to hit the home run, that's, those are positive things for Keston. He needs something positive to happen. But like you, I thought the last two at-bats today were excellent. That ball that he hit in the gap in the sixth inning, that was a ball that was out and away from him. Mm-hmm. He waited on the ball, let it get deep in the deep in there, and he, deep in the strike zone, and he went and he got it and he hit it in the gap. And then the last time up, he got a ball that was a little bit down in a way and went down and got it and put a good swing on those are the Keston hero swings that we have seen in the past. Him staying patient, letting the ball travel, go down and get that ball with that top hand and driving it the opposite way. That's the Keston hero that we know covering the plate. And he's going to get pitches. You know, he's going to strike out. They're going to throw balls sometimes in on him. He's going to swing and miss them. you got to give up a part of the plate. But I'll tell you what, those two at-bats today, I was so impressed with. That's the Keston hero we, that we have seen in the past, and that was, those were two very, very good at-bats. The thing that is impressive about him when he's at his best is his ability to hit for power, his ability to cover the entire zone. Those are kind of the two things. You're right, he's going to strike out. He's going to strike out. You don't want him to strike out half the time. He's been, you know, That's kind of been his numbers this year when he's been in a really rough spot. It's been, it has been a very common thing to see an 0-for-4 day with two strikeouts, with three strikeouts. Those are the days he needs to avoid. But if he can go, if he can hit a home run or two uh, per week, per 10 days, if he can get those doubles down in the gap, if he can get a hit or two per game, you can take a couple strikeouts a game at that point because of the what he's doing in those other at-bats. Yeah, he's such a pure hitter. I tell you, he gets the ball up, you know, two home runs or two balls up over the middle plate, inner half. He did a nice job of getting to the ball quick and driving out. But, you know, just that patience he shows. And even when you throw a good fastball away, when he's late in the count and he hits the ball over the Brewers' dugout to right center, right field uh, over the dugout, I like that stuff. That guy, that shows that he's letting the ball drive. He's taking a good look at it, and he's, today, what did he do? He got a couple pitches away. He stayed back on the ball and really used that top hand, drove it into the gap both times, and a uh, guy made a great play on we saw in the, in the eighth inning. Two really well-hit balls, well-placed, but well-struck by Keston. So for me, I, 
I just want to see him penciled in the lineup every day, give him an opportunity right. to be in there and see if he can continue doing what he's doing. Uh, something he talked about when he came back is how much more comfortable he has been feeling recently. Just give him that opportunity because you need production from first base, and the Brewers would love for him to be the guy that's producing for you. A text message from Tom. What do you think the odds are of the Brewers getting a no-hitter this year with the excellent pitching staff, especially the big three? We've talked about this before when you talk about Woodruff and Burns and Peralta. I think the Brewers have as good a chance as as anybody to get a no-hitter. I know fans are still really waiting for it in a year where no-hitters are coming so quickly, although I think with the Major League umpires looking at more things, we're probably going to see that slow down a bit, although there was another one the other day with the Cubs throwing the combined no-no against the Dodgers. I still think Woodruff's the guy who's most likely to get it because he's got the ability to keep his pitch count low. I would think Burns has maybe the least chance of getting it because that pitch count can tend to go high for him. With He he gets a lot of strikeouts, and that just means uh, more pitches thrown. We saw Freddie Peralta take one pretty deep into a game, but again, pitch count became an issue for him. I can't sit here and predict, uh, because at any moment, a guy can just make contact with a pitch and it can bloop down. You know, the, A no-hitter is as much luck as it is talent sometimes. There's not a whole lot of difference between a one-hitter or a two-hitter and a no-hitter, except sometimes a little bit of luck. But yeah, the Brewers have as good a chance as anybody. Oh, I agree. I think anyone in the first five that they got right now, I know Brett Anderson's down, but I think any one of those five on a really good day, really locating the ball very well, could get into one of those positions. You know, you get a couple innings when you're out there, and whether you're Corbin Burns or Woody or or Freddie or or, or anybody Hauser or or Eric like today, you get in that zone where you get a couple innings where you have those good quick innings. All of a sudden, you start getting that confidence. You start locating the ball. They're swinging at pitches. You're you're getting ahead of hitters. Things happen. It happens quickly. And I think any one of these guys really on this staff, the way they're throwing the ball right now, would have that ability to. Possibly throw no hitter. Last text message uh, before we'll hear from uh, Craig Council in our next segment from Mike in Colorado. Uh, also, Keston here is playing very good defense. The infield hit. He made a great stop but didn't make a panic throw in air. Then the last out was an excellent play. Again, no panic. He looks confident and good at first. I think that's a really good note from Mike, especially on the play that he didn't make um, because that could have gone bad. And I think earlier in the year, it might have gone bad for him. Right. You would have loved to have seen him make that play. He didn't. Uh, not every play is going to get made. That was a tough play. But sometimes it, it feels like to me where Keston gets in trouble is when he's making throws from unorthodox spots. So if he's a little bit up the line, a little bit down the line, if he's off the line, when, when you're not in a spot where you're normally making a throw from, the, the throws tend to go bad for him. So for him to have the thought process of, let's put this bad boy in my pocket and we'll go to get the next guy, I think that's that's a really good moment for him. Boy, slowing that game down, yeah. not rushing himself. And we saw, we've seen him do that a couple of times. I, uh, I really thought by him going to first base that would help him in the future. It probably is his future at first base. We don't know that. But if he wants to move to another position, I think first base – would really help him because you got to do a lot of quick things. You got to learn how to react and you have to slow the game down. And I think today we saw it. We see, he did it a couple of times. So really positive things from Kesta. Keston, both not in not only in the offensive side, but on the defensive side as well. 5 nothing. Brewers get the win over Colorado. We'll return and we will hear the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. We're live at American Family Field. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Two balls on a strike, and the pitch. 
Swinging a liner into the gap and right center. This might score two. All the way to the wall. One is in. Here comes Peterson on a rocket double by Keston Hira. 5-0 Brewers get the win over Colorado today. They sweep the series. They win the season series after they'd split a four-game series in Colorado. They sweep this series, so they take the series overall 5-2. Hold on, I'm doing this in my mouth. Yeah. They, they were going to take it anyways, but they uh, they take the series 5-2 to two, uh, over uh, the Rockies for the entire season. They are done seeing Colorado for the year. The only team from the West they have not played yet is the San Francisco Giants, who have the best record in the National League. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago downstairs, opened up his postgame thoughts, talking about the performance today of Keston Hero. Well, he's, he's swinging the bat well. Um, I thought the first at-bat, the home run today, excuse me, was a great example of, you know, the basically the pitch before was uh, the identical pitch to the pitch he had a home run on, and he made an adjustment at a pitch that he struggled with traditionally with a little bit and and uh, put a great swing on it. And then he put two, hit two rockets to the opposite field. So um, there's been some very hard contact, um, you know, the damage to the baseball, which is what he's definitely capable of doing. If he's able to maintain this, um, how big a lift could it be for your offense to add another bat? Maybe, maybe the Keston of 2019. Yeah, I mean, don't worry about the Keston of 2019. I mean, I think we we need to be we have we need offense, of course. We need guys uh, kind of contributing to the circle of, of scoring runs. So, you know, we we have a player hurt and. We need people to step up, so it all helps. Um, he's obviously a player that's capable of big offensive things, and so just gotta hopefully, hopefully, he's, uh, these, this, these some of the adjustments that he's made um, are starting to pay off, and he's starting to feel good up there. I think after that second inning jam, Lauer only allowed one more base runner the rest of the way. What changed for him after he was able to work things, work out of things in the second inning there? Well, his cutter was really good uh, today, all day, really. You know, they put some good at-bats on. They hit a ton of foul balls that inning, really, um, and, and just kept kind of wearing them down with foul balls. Um, kind of got the pitcher up at the right time there. Um, but they did a good job that inning. I mean, I, there was how many foul balls that inning? Had to be more than 10 foul balls that inning. Deep counts. Um, so I, I don't know if anything changed, really. Just probably – Kind of started pounding the strike zone pretty good, and the cutter. I thought the cutter was the was the pitch today, and it was really good. Omar credited him with first pitch strikes too. Like, what a difference that made for him. Is that a good indication for him? Yeah, I think for everybody, it just it, it's such a changer in the at bats and and how they how they work. Um, and he, you know, he. I don't think it was a ground. I don't think he let a ground ball up today. So it was, it was, you know, kind of pop ups and lazy fly balls. So a couple of balls hard hit hard, but getting ahead changes every at bat. And, and um, he did a nice job of that as the game went on. Craig, you uh, when when Kesson gets that the last hit for some extra runs, it meant you could sit Boxberger and obviously didn't use Williams and Hader. You go into this next series, pretty big series, um, with a full bullpen. How? how just important was that those couple attack on runs. Yeah, those were huge. I mean, we we the, the way the bullpen worked after a kind of tough first game to this this series. Um, I think we're in a great spot. You know, Devin and Josh um, 
with with not didn't do much the last two days. Um, Josh was up a little bit last night, but but it, it was it couldn't have been better really. And then you know Ryan Weber and Hunter Strickland, uh, Trevor Richards did their jobs. Um, nobody else got up today, so kind of a day off for most of the guys today down there. Um, and and three games into uh, the stretch before the break, we're I, I feel like we're in good shape with those guys, and they're ready to go for this ser- next series. Craig, do you have any kind of sense as far as uh, Colton goes, his availability moving forward? Yeah, I mean, he was improved today. I, I would say he's doubtful to be in the lineup tomorrow, but we'll see if he might be available tomorrow. Is, is kind of what we're thinking right now. Um, so it, it's day to day still. Uh, you know, I'm not ruling him out for this series at all. I, th- I think he's a possibility to play in this series, uh, but um, we're going to give it another. T- you know, we're at a day right now, so we'll, we'll see how he is tomorrow. If he's improved again tomorrow, and we'll start moving him around. So the good news for the Brewers going into the Cup Series is the bullpen is exactly where you want it to be. The bad news is it would appear that Colton Wong is probably not going to be in the lineup tomorrow, although might be available to uh, come off the bench to uh, to pinch hit. I know uh, he got to the ballpark today, was doing some aggressive rehab, trying to get that calf in as good a shape as possible. That's been the only thing with him this year, just his ability to stay on the field. He's had a hard time with that two stints on the injured list with the oblique issue, and now he's got this calf issue that's keeping him out. When he's been on the field, he has really produced and I said this during Brewers warm-up today. Like It's really easy to label him as somebody who's injury-prone or uh, a guy that's you, know, you, you don't really like that he's having these injury issues. I don't think we can make that statement about anybody this year. This is just such a very, very weird year going from the 60 to the 162. If guys get injured this year, it can largely be connected to that, and I, I don't think we should judge anybody on, on, on the way that uh, that ends up playing out. One of my favorite Twitter accounts is a guy by the name of Doug Kern. You've probably heard me mention him before, at DAKern74. He finds nuggets, or as he likes to call them, kernels. See what he did there. Uh, after uh, every major league game, he is a baseball reference wizard. Here's a couple of notes from today's game that uh, are interesting. Uh, it is the first time the Rockies have ever been shut out on uh, four or uh, more. Let's see. Let's check this one more time. It is the uh, first time that the Rockies have ever been uh, shut out on uh, four or less hits by the Brewers, had been the only National League team, including Houston when they were the NL, against whom it had never happened. So it happens today. And uh, also, Keston Hira, the second Brewers batter ever to have a home run, a double, and three RBIs batting seventh, or lower in the lineup in Milwaukee. How about that? Mark Reynolds, opening day 2017, is the only other player to uh, be able to uh, say that in in, uh, Brewers history. So just a couple interesting little tidbits there related to today's game. Brewers, uh, they knock off Colorado 5-0. They sweep the three-game series. How did it all go down? We'll tell you with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 5-0. Brewers knock off the Rockies. The starting pitching matchup today, Eric Lauer going for the crew. Chichi Gonzalez getting the start for the Rockies. No score through the first inning in the Rockies portion of the second Eric Lauer would get into a little bit of trouble. With one out, Brendan Rodgers would get a base hit. Then with two outs, Chris Owens would walk, and uh, Elias Diaz would walk as well. 
So the bases are loaded. Lauer's pitch count is going way, way high. It is not looking good, to be perfectly honest with you. You kind of feel like the game was on the brink at that moment. Bases are loaded, two outs, and his counterpart, Chichi Gonzalez, at the plate. Yeah, I was thinking maybe I was with a different team. The pitch. Swing and a miss. Struck him out, and the inning is over. And for whatever reason, however he did it, the light switch was then flipped on for Lauer from that moment forward. In the third inning, he was put, able to put together a 1-2-3 inning, gets Garrett Hampson to fly out, gets uh, Jonathan Daza to line out, and it brings up Trevor Story. Swing and a miss. Got him with a changeup off the plate. And Story strikes out. And Lauer authors a 1-2-3, top of the third. Brewers would take the lead in the bottom of the third. Keston Hira leading things off. Hira has looked better. Putting the ball in play more. A lot of hard contact. And here's some hard contact out to left center field. That ball is back and gone for Keston Hira. Yep, home run for Hira. That was certainly uh, good to see from him. For Hira, the home run, it travels 423 feet, leaving the bat at 108 miles per hour, and the Brewers take the 1-0 lead. It would stay 1-0 for a while as uh, Eric Lauer was just continuing to roll along as he uh, puts up zeros in the Rockies' fourth and fifth in the sixth inning, gets uh, Jonathan Daza to strike out, Trevor Story to fly out, and it brings up C.J. Crone. And the pitch. Swing and a pop-up. And this is going to be Jace Peterson. Inning over. Nicely done by Eric Lauer through six. Yeah, that would end up being his uh, final out that uh, he records in this game. He goes six strong, giving up just two hits, six strikeouts, two walks. Gets his ERA down to 4.50. He came in at 5.21, so a .7 drop, which at this point in the season, that's uh, something that is uh, fairly significant. Chichi Gonzalez was done after five innings in the sixth. Lucas Gilbreth comes in for the Rockies, and the first batter he faces off against is Luis Arias. Long look, here he comes, and that one is lined to center. Get down, ball, base hit. So with two strikes, Arias delivers. Solid base hit. Career high now, 10 straight games for Luis Arias. Yeah, as Yuke says, that's uh, that's a career high, 10-game hitting streak. He is batting 317, 13 for 41 over that stretch. It's also the longest streak by a Brewer so far this year. So he's on it first, and Omar Nervaez comes up to the plate. Urias, the runner at first, and the pitch. Runner holding, swinging a drive, right center and deep. Omar Nervaez just really destroyed that pitch, to say the least. The thing travels uh, 403 feet, leaving the bat at 102 uh, and a half miles per hour. So both the home runs hit today from Hira and Nervaez each go more than 400 feet, and uh, the Brewers add to their lead. But the inning not over. Christian Yelich, he would walk, and then that would end the day for Lucas Gilbreth as Justin Lawrence would uh, come into the game. He would get Willie Adamas to fly out. Tyrone Taylor would strike out. But then Jace Peterson walks. So runners on at first and second. And it's Keston Hira back at the dish. 
Two balls on a strike. And the pitch. Swinging a liner to the gap and right center. This makes for two. All the way to the wall. One is in. Here comes Peterson on a rocket double by Keston Hira. So the Brewers take the 5-0 lead, and then the rest of the bullpen was really able to take over. Trevor Richards is the first relief pitcher used. He comes in in the seventh, uh, gets Brendan Rodgers to line out Joshua Fuentes to fly out. With two outs, he faces off against Chris Owens. 3-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Fastball at 93. Up in the zone. And Richards works a 1-2-3. Top of the seventh inning. In the eighth inning, Hunter Strickland comes in. He gives up a base hit, but with two outs, he faces off against Jonathan Daza. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. He strikes out the side after the leadoff base hit by Elias Diaz. So to the ninth we go, and Ryan Weber, he makes his Brewers debut. He uh, gives up a hit to Trevor Story to uh, lead the inning off, but then Ryan McMahon grounds into a double play. So uh, two outs and Brendan Rodgers at the plate. Bouncer hit fair to first. Knocked down by Hero. Picks and throws in time. And this one is over. Nicely done by Keston Hero. With the win, the Brewers go to 45 and 33, while the Rockies, they drop to 31 and 47. Winning totals for the crew. Five runs, seven hits, no errors. They leave five. For Colorado, no runs, four hits, no errors. They also leave five. Winning pitcher Eric Lauer, he is two and three. The loss to Chichi Gonzalez, he drops to two and five. Home runs, Keston Hira hits his third. Omar Nervais hitting his seventh of the year. The game lasting three hours and nine minutes, played in front of a crowd of 25,016 here at American Family Field. Brewers get the 5 nothing win against Colorado, and now they get set for a big matchup against the Cubs over the next three days here at American Family Field. We'll preview that series. We'll also get you some scores from around baseball, and uh, we'll get you ready for Bucks basketball, which is going to be coming up tonight here on WTMJ. That's all coming up live at American Family Field. This is... Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 5-0 win for the Brewers today over the Rockies as they complete the series sweep of Colorado, getting set for the Cubs to come to town. A few other notes from uh, today's game uh, which are notable. So the Brewers now have 10 starts of at least 6 innings, 2 hits or fewer, and no runs allowed. That is the most in all of Major League Baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers are second with 6. Again, the Brewers have 10. That certainly is uh, notable. Eric Lauer tossing the six scoreless innings. The two hits are the fewest he's allowed in a start this season. His six strikeouts setting a new career high against Colorado in the six innings matched a career high against the Rockies. Uh, Omar Nervais hitting uh, the home run, his first home run since uh, June 5th. Also his first home run this year against a left-handed pitcher. Mentioned earlier, Keston Hira uh, matching his season high with the uh, three RBIs. Luis Arias extending his hitting streak to 10 games. That's 
a new career high and the longest streak by a Brewer this year. Uh, Willie Adamas drawing multiple walks in consecutive games for the first time in his career. He has drawn two walks in a game 17 times in his career, but has never drawn multiple walks in consecutive games until now. So uh, just a few uh, notes courtesy of the Brewers Public Relations Department. Going around the National League Central, uh, it was an interesting contest today between the Pirates and the Cardinals. So the Pirates are starting a young pitcher named uh, Max Kranich. He went five innings, not allowing a hit, three strikeouts, no walks. He was perfect. Then the rain starts to come down. They ended up having a very, a fairly lengthy delay. This is a young kid. Uh, even though he was throwing a perfect game, they were not going to bring him back out. So he was done after the five. The rain ends his Major League debut a little bit early, and uh, they do not keep the no-hitter going, but the Pirates do win. They defeat the Cardinals 7-2, and the Pirates end up taking three of four in that weekend series. The Braves, they shut out the Reds today by a 4 nothing score. Tyler Maley got the start for uh, the Reds. He went six innings, giving up four runs on six hits. And then this evening, it's going to be the Cubs and the Dodgers on Sunday Night Baseball. So uh, tough going for the Cubs. They'll play Sunday Night Baseball tonight, and then they're going to have to fly out and get here uh, tomorrow. So the Brewers will be a more rested team for this series coming up. The pitching matchup this evening, the Cubs are going to have Adbert Alzale on the mound. He comes in 4-6, and 4.19 ERA, while Clayton Kershaw will go for the Dodgers this evening. He's 8-7 and seven with a 34 Three ERA standings right now in the NL Central. The Brewers have a two and a half game lead on the Cubs, so that will either be two games or three games, depending on if the Cubs win or lose tonight. The Reds have fallen six games back, the Cardinals eight games back, and the Pirates are fifteen games back. Around the Brewers minor league system, Triple A Nashville. They uh, were, they're going to play this evening against Charlotte. That game has not gotten started yet. That's going to get started here in about uh, 15 minutes or so. Double A Biloxi, they lose in 10 innings to Montgomery by a 6-5 score. High A Wisconsin, they're playing a doubleheader today against Peoria. Game 1 goes to the Timber Rattlers by a 6-2 score. Game 2 in progress, they are in the top of the 7th inning, and Wisconsin's holding on to a 6-5 lead, although... Peoria has scored one run so far in the top of the seventh inning. That game scheduled for seven innings. And then you have uh, Carolina losing at Down East by a 6-2 score. Brewers getting set to open up a series against the Chicago Cubs. That begins tomorrow. The Brewers are going to send Freddie Peralta to the mound. Peralta will come into the game with a 7-2 and record and a 2.11 ERA. The Cubs are going to oppose with uh, Kyle Hendricks, who is 10-4 with a 3.84 ERA. 7-10 first pitch. Coverage begins with Brewers warm-up at 6 o'clock. I'll talk to you after the game for Brewers Extra Innings. Coming up in about an hour, our coverage of Bucks basketball, Eastern Conference Finals, game number three. Again, our coverage of that will begin in about one hour, so don't go anywhere. A big sports day today right here on WTMJ.